Welcome to the Educated Hustle Podcast. This is your host, Paul Latimer Jr., my co-host, Emilio Porter. And before we begin, we wanted to make sure that our iTunes listeners, we ask you for a favor. Please go on iTunes and rate our show, five-star preferably. Thank you kindly. Now back to the show. Emilio, what's going on, man? Man, it's going good, man. It's going real good. And like I got to say, almost every week, man, don't do no preferably. Give us them five stars, man. We deserve it. We work hard to give y'all this good quality show. And I think y'all should reward us with them five, (laughs) five, 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 five stars. Yes, sir. But no, yo, I know you in particular, man. You excited for this week's show, bro? I am, man. I am. I mean, it's a blessing. It's really a blessing because, like, it's just crazy what opportunities this 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 podcast has given us. And I mean, we work really hard trying to trying to promote and, and do what we can. But you know, I think it's easy to sometimes feel like, okay, like, how can we get to that next step? How can we get that next step? But then something lands in your lap, and you're just like, I guess we are really doing it. Like today, I mean. Shoot, today we got the pleasure of having the great one himself, Mickey Fax, on the show. Like, I'm I'm still starstruck. I'm still I'm still I, I I'm still just like a, in, in fan mode because you know this is someone who I listened to you know back in '09 when he was on the XSL Fresher list. Like I I I got all his projects and I bumped them and I was just I was a big fan and it's crazy how like you know. All these years later, just circumstances, you know, arise to where we have the chance to bring him on. And it's it's just kind of like surreal. Like you got this guy that you've been listening to his music and then he's talking to you. You're doing an interview with him like, oh, man, that's just, it's the first time during an interview. I had to like really hold it in and be like, OK, OK, got a job to do. <laughs> Yo, I think you did a good job, man. I think you did a good job, you know, just kind of keeping your composure. I know you're a fan and all that, but um, it was dope to just interview uh, a dude that, you know, is pretty heavy in the rap game uh, for people who was following him back in the day to watch him become what he has become now. Um, It's really cool to see, you know, that he took out the time and came out educated hustle. But, yo, let's, let's, let's tell the people how this interview came about, man. We was... We was just kicking it on Twitter, right? Just talking about the the new Gambino album, because uh, you had quoted me in one of his posts, right? <laughs> yeah, I was trying not to trying not to talk too much about it because I got love for Gambino, but you know, we were talking about his later project. It wasn't it wasn't the most stellar reviews, but you know, we I, um, we had talked about it that day how we felt, and uh, Mickey Fats had tweeted out something along the lines of like, you know. Uh, just because, you know, he's hot in movies and stuff don't mean that this project's hot. And I think that's kind of like the true thing. Like, a lot of people kind of felt that way. But not to get into that because a whole different subject. But, you know, we were just kind of, I kind of quoted him and I showed Paul. And, you know, we had Seven, we, you know, talking some, talking our ish. Seven was defending and we were just like, ah, we don't know how we feel it. And, you know, he actually joined in and Mickey Fax actually joined in and, you know, you know, was talking to us about like how he felt about it and you know he's talking to Paul about it and I saw that opening and I was like yo like I'm about to come on some like you know Steph Curry from 30 Steph, feet Steph Curry from 30 <laughs> feet the, the the Michael Jordan extendo shot to end in Space Jam stuff like like I was like yo Mickey why we got your attention man we do this podcast got you guys so like you trying to be on and I was that was like the most nerve-wracking like three minutes 
in, in my life. Like, I'm sure for him, it's like a notification popped up. He saw it. He wanted to go do something. He came back and like, yeah, sure. But for me, it was like, you know, the wind blowing, windows cracking, <laughs> earth rumbling. And then, you know, when he was said he was down, it, it was just, you know, it was surreal. And uh, you can you can ask you can ask for co-hosts. Like when I was telling him about everything on the phone, I was like shaking and I was like running around the house. Like I won a Super Bowl and I didn't even know like we was even playing. <laughs> but I mean, it's just crazy. Like the part of the internet that really lets you like you really you really do have this connection to people that you did not have before. And even you know, big props to Mickey Fast because not not a lot of artists even are in control of their own Twitter. They got they hire people for that. And you know, but he is in control of his 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 media and he responds to fans and he was so kind to respond to us and be on the show. And I mean, like I said, I'm still tripping. I'm still shaking a little bit right now. And I, I had to spend a lot of the podcast on mute, just like holding it in because I'm just like, yo, this can't be life right now. <laughs> but it's cool though, cause like uh you'll hear during the interview, uh uh Mickey, he really he really uh describes his thought process from making songs, where he was at in his early life and what really inspired him to get into rap. And it's very along the lines of what educated hustle brings. It's about people who don't like where they were at currently. They took advantage of a situation and they knew that they were dope at something and they made it their passion and they made it their hustle. So um, it was great to see that his, uh, his thought process, his, his feelings really aligned with our brand and the interview is going to be great, man. Y'all got y'all in for a real treat. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, we're New York at. We're New York at the Black Apple. That's where Mickey Hell's from. And he definitely brings that that New York, you know, blunt and realness. He didn't sugarcoat anything. He just he just said what he felt in his heart. And, you know, he delivered. Like, it was a great interview, like my co-host said. And, and you know, I'm just excited to be able to say I was I was there and was able to do it. Like, this has been personally one of my highlights of being on Educate Hustle. I mean, it's 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 it might be my favorite one, my top my top highlight, if I'm being really honest with you. But you know, we'll see. Let some time pass and breathe a little bit. But you know, I'm I'm just putting it up there right now. But yeah, man. I mean, like my co-host said, we're excited to give it to you guys. We're excited for you to really you know hear what he has to say. And you know, I I don't. You know, a lot of people think that most rappers are don't they have this stigma where they don't really they can't express themselves that well. They can't really hold a conversation. Like Mickey Fax is a veteran in the game. He's a lyrical person. Like he expertly like said what he was thinking how he portrayed himself and it, it's 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 just amazing like you're you're hearing you're hearing a grown man you're hearing a grown man isn't you know not a mumble rapper not a guy that doesn't know what he's talking about like he breaks the game down and you know before we even do- drop in it's just it's surreal to, to talk to someone who just name drops lupe like oh me and him are brothers like and it's just like what lupe fiasco and ah it sorry Fan, 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 fanboying too hard right now, but all that to say, I'm gonna like, let you. I'm gonna let you go, man, because I know this shit exciting for you. So yeah, I'm gonna let yeah. you keep keep it up, bro. Just just express it. Yeah, no, no, I'm about to, I'm about to be done, people. I don't wanna don't wanna hold drop from, from you know the the true interview coming up. But I'm just you know really excited to have him on the show. Really excited that he sat down did did the thing with us, and he really had a great interview. And man, please, just without further ado, can we get you to the to the to Mickey Facts? and ladies and gentlemen i'm proud to introduce our guest for today he was part of the sxl freshman class of 09 and he recently just released his long-awaited debut album the achievement circa 82 we are here with mr rockin and a rollin 
rolling and a rocking. The Google, the Guggenheim. It's Mickey. Mickey Facts in the building, man. How's it going? Yes, sir, man. What's up? What's up, man? It's Mickey. Hope everybody doing good, man. Man, you ain't never introduced anybody else like that, bro. What's going on? Man, look, <laughs> like you know, there's only a few, few, a uh, few moments in life that you're handed something great like this. So you, you gotta, you know, rise up to the occasion. But Mickey, man, I mean, just an honor, and a blessing to have you on. I just want to jump into the interview real quickly. Um, obviously, you started rapping and writing your rhymes at a young age, and I'm sure you had a lot of people who were telling you, you know what, that's not a good skill. You're not gonna go anywhere with that. How did you kind of, you know, dismiss all that white noise and carve yourself a nice career to where you're at now? Well, um, I was a smart kid back in the days, you know what I'm saying? I I, uh, I won science fairs, uh, came real close to winning a spelling bee, and um, I just felt like school, you know, as much as, you know, some people love school, but for me, I just felt like I'm tired of going to school, B. Like, when can I start making some bread? Why do I have to go back to school to make more bread? And then to make the maximum amount of bread, I have to keep going back to school. Like, why? And, and for me, when it came to things like that, it just didn't make sense to me. If I want to be a doctor, I got to go to school for an extra seven to eight years. If I want to be a lawyer... I got to do four years and then three years, so that's seven years. If I want to do, if I want to f- do anything in the computer realm, you just, it's just all, you always have to go to school. And for me, I just was like, no, man, this doesn't make any sense. Why do I have to keep paying people to teach me something when I should be making the money constantly? So, you know, while I was in school for law, I just decided, I was like, man, this doesn't make any sense. I'm not having fun. I'm falling asleep in school off of a cappuccino with a triple shot of espresso. It doesn't make any sense. Like, I'm in the front of the class. I'm still getting sleepy. It's boring. This doesn't make any sense to me. So I decided I was going to, like, you know what? Um, I'm just only doing uh, music. That's it. And, and, and I just had to formulate a team. And, you know, people were angry with me. You know, my mom, I was supposed to be the first person in my family to graduate. And I had older cousins. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I was supposed to be the first. And I was like, no, man, I'm not not doing this to appease y'all. I might have been, like, number six or seven to get the high school diploma. Um, You know, I mean, I did go to college. I did do some college. I just didn't didn't make sense to me to finish so i was like man you know what man i'm doing music and a lot of people were angry with me and and i uh i, I didn't care you know I, I people said i was throwing my life away you were saying like you know it, it was the same thing when i was playing basketball as a kid it was like you know this you know how many kids there are playing basketball like you're not gonna be you're not gonna be one of those kids that get into the league you know and they were saying the same thing about me rapping you're not gonna make your mark in the game like are you crazy? And I was just like, man, you know what? I, I let you guys psych me out of basketball. I'm not letting it happen with music. And, uh, you know, I put my all into it. And now we are where we are. I'm on the, I'm on the phone with y'all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but that's dope, though. You still got the jump shot, though? I know they psyched you up, but I know you still, you still practice the jump shot? You know, I was never really a jump shooter, man. I was more... My favorite players coming up was Sean Kemp, 
and Magic Johnson. So I was more of a point guard, you know what I mean? Like, and I like to pass. I like flashy passes and flashy dribbling. Um, so I didn't really have a jump. I had a jumper for like a good three months. And the jumper was great for those three months. I'll never forget those three months. Um, <laughs> I was hitting everything in those three months. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I, 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 uh, I'm not that good anymore. <laughs> it's all good, man. I know you got, you know, but you're good in the rap game and that's all good. So, um, yeah. I know, I know during, you know, that time and, and moment where you dropped out of school, it must've been hard for you. But, um, was there any moments where you doubted that decision to become a rapper and how did you overcome that? Yeah. Um, I think I doubted that decision because I, I, I quit my job in January of 2007. That was the last time I actually had a, a real job. Um, and then I dropped out of school in like April, maybe May. And I think it was maybe September or October that year because I had some money saved up. I think it was September, October that year when I, I started to look for work again, you know? I didn't find a job, but I was looking for work. And I was like, man, you know what? I, I'm not making, I wasn't making any money off of music. I had put out In Search of the Nerd in 2006. I was still working then. I put out Flashback that year. And then I put out Heaven's Fallout in like 07 of like November, November of 07. And, you know, Fader had reached out to me the following months. And they were like, you know, and, and it was like, yeah, this is great, but I'm still not making any money. I was getting free clothes. I was I was sleeping on people's floors and but none of it, you know what I'm saying, it wasn't lucrative. And I didn't even know how to make money off of music. I was just one of the most popular guys at that time. And I I wasn't making any money, you know, and it was just awkward. It was like, man, like, why am I not getting paid to do anything? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it was just the weirdest time. And uh, but I you know, I oh I actually, you know, I'm hoping that I become a millionaire one day. I, there's a lot of people that I have to pay back, man. This is, you know, I, I really like a lot of people came through for me back in those times. You know what I'm saying? And, and I'm eternally grateful because, you know, now I'm, I'm, I am where I am. You know what I'm saying? And I'm helping my wife live her dreams now, you know what I'm saying? Which is crazy. Like it's like deja vu for me. You know what I mean? Exactly. And that's, that's amazing. Like, is, is, I like how when you speak about, you know, your progression throughout your career, you're very humble. You, you're really a lot about you want to give back and you want to be something. And, you know, there's a lot of people in the industry who that they don't have the same attitude. So it's, it's really humbling to hear that's your attitude about things. But I think one thing in particular that we never really get to hear a lot when we ask, you know, interview artists is focus on some of the achievements and triumphs that they enjoy the most. And I know throughout your career, you've had a lot of great moments, but what's one particular moment you look back on you and you think to yourself, like, I'm really glad I was able to make that happen. Um, I would say shooting the commercial, uh, me shooting my Honda commercial and the double XL cover. Those were two moments that I would never trade in for anything, man. Like, like, first of all, <laughs> Just the fact that I was on the cover of the double XL, you know, was it was just monumental, man. Like, and we talking like, and it's it's funny. I I just met with Daytuan Thomas, who's now editor in chief at Vibe. He was at the source after being at I want to say he was at King. He was 
a king, and then he went over to Double XL. And, you know, he said to me, he said, yo, Mick, I'm not going to lie to you, bro. You were the number two person that we chose for the cover. Like, that in itself is That's big. unreal. That's <laughs> unreal. Yeah, like, wow. <laughs> and I brought, you know, I brought a kid. I brought a kid in there who I mentor. And, you know, and you got to think about who was on that cover. It was Wale, Asheroff, B.O.B., mm. Corey, Cuddy, Currency, like... Yep. Like they had labels calling, you know what I'm saying? Like calling to get them on the cover. And like, but the, the dudes who did the cover, like they picked me to be number two to be on that cover. And that speaks volumes. It, it, it speaks volumes that I didn't have a cosign. I made that cover off of talent and pure drive. You know, I had my back against the wall. Everybody else was on that cover couple they weren't homeless well i wasn't well i wasn't homeless but i was on couch to couch man like i was you know I, this was it was like the end all be all so the fact that like i didn't even have a deal like i think everybody else on that cover pretty much had a record deal man like you know what i mean and i was the only one with no record deal you know what i mean and i, I made that cover like that it, it spoke volumes of where I was trying to go on what I was trying to do, you know, so that, and then, you know, obviously just the Honda commercial and, um, you know, going to LA for the first time and having a chair that said Mickey Fax, like, and freaking having a trailer and, and like, <laughs> like shooting over and over like different camera angles and looking at how they done, how they did things in LA. And like, it, it was mind blowing, man. Like it was, I would never trade that for the world. Like that, those two things are my most prized, you know, points in my life. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I just want to say quickly, you know, that the the O nine XSL cover, like that was such a great class, like you alluded to, and that was actually how I, you know, began to be a fan. You just seen that cover because I remember I peeped everyone on there, and you were one of the artists that definitely uh, shined out the most. That I was on that cover so i mean it's great to hear that was one of the good moments because that's you know the moment that brought me to your music which i'm sure a lot of did a lot of other your fans that came around too right um it's interesting i mean I, you know that cover man that cover really changed a lot like yeah yeah well, talk to us about how you got there that's crazy um well uh how i got on the cover like yeah, like what was the process? Like some did someone just like spot you out? Like how how did that happen? I mean, at that time, you know, I had did the I had did Heaven's Fallout, which was pretty much you know graduation before graduation came out, and um, afterwards, um, I had put out a song a week starting in January, which was unheard of. Nobody was putting out free music. Crooked Eye had did freestyles, but I had put out, you know, a song, one song every week. And I would put, you know, people that were pretty popular on, you know, these songs at the time. So Theophilus London was on one. Drake was on one. Like Travis from the Gym Class Heroes was on one. Like we're talking about like <laughs> superstars. You know, they were on these songs for free. And um, I put out, I did Rockin' and Rollin'. I did that video and the song. We we man, they were in town for a show on a. I think it was like on a Tuesday. So we shot. We we recorded the song on a Sunday. 
we sh- we recorded the song on a Sunday, went and performed at a club that same song on that Sunday, shot the video the next day, and then did the song the following day. And then, like, maybe a month later, the song was on MTV. Um, and, you know, I toured with them for a little bit. And it was just, it was just like, it was just unreal. So, and that song got so many hits. Uh, I was in every magazine. Like, there was, it was no denying me being on that cover of that magazine at the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I wouldn't have been on the cover, it would have been, it would have been mass hysteria because I was like one of the most popular artists out at that time. And that's crazy. Like, I just, you know, like, when, you, when hearing you say all of that, it's just it just brings me back to that time because it really was like that song, like you said, did blow up and so much stuff is like come about from it. But I want to come, uh, want to talk a little bit low after that song. Now, when you alluded to earlier, you know, you said uh, Heaven's Gate was the graduation before graduation. You've never been afraid to take chances and do things differently than your peers. And one of your particular projects, is, um, the Mickey Mouse uh, mixtape was definitely something that you don't really see a lot of rappers do. And, you know, now it kind of seems like more and more people are kind of doing those conceptual and deep dive and make you sit there and think and take you to a timepiece uh, projects. But you kind of like started that way. So could you explain uh, what was your thought process on bringing that uh, Mickey Mouse mixtape to life and what really inspired you to get out there to the people despite it might not be in the current wave at the time? I, I'm gonna tell you the, the honest truth, man. There's a song on, on Mickey Mouse called Mickey Mouse, and it was a Dead Mouse beat. And I did a freestyle to it. It was just a normal, regular that I did to it. And my A&R to Steve O, he heard it and he was like, "Yo, this is hot," but it's not hot. Nobody cares. And I was like, "What?" He was like, "Yo, bro, this shit is hot, but like nobody cares." Like so, and I was like. I was confused. And he was like, what you need to do is you need to just become character and tell the character's story. I looked at him like he was crazy. It didn't make any sense to me. I was like, what are you talking about? He was like, yo, just tell a story of a, of a graffiti artist. You produce the beats and, and just do it. Make it all Dead Mouse and Danger Mouse. Like this, this, is, like, this is like a literal conversation. So I did... I did the Mickey Mouse song over again as Mickey Mouse. Well, no, actually, I wasn't Mickey Mouse. I was telling Mickey Mouse's story as Mickey Facts. I played it for him. He was like, yo, this is hot. But this is not what I was talking about. I was like, yo, I'm confused. He's like, yo, I want you to be Mickey Mouse. I want you to be Mouse. And I was just like, so you want me to be a painter in the 80s, in 2000? 11 at the time in 2011 he was like yes so then i sat with it for like a day or two and then i said oh okay i get it and then, <laughs> and then i created that whole thing like and it, it took me it took me about three or four months to do it and you know it was it was it was a fun fun time i worked on that thing every day and you know it got me into producing produced the whole thing um there was some co-producers on it like uh my boy justin rose and key wayne is singing on a record like it's like the random the randomest thing this guy is like doing stuff with like beyonce but before that he's like he sings a hook on mickey mouse on memorabilia and you know uh even with the warhol interview it was just like you know these were things that nobody was doing at the time and it was a period piece 
And, you know, I played it for the label. And, you know, they, they loved it, but they couldn't do anything with it. And it was a very depressing moment in my life. It was like, yo, I just created this work of art. I remember sending it to Lupe. Um, and he had, he didn't say anything to me. Like, he like he didn't respond to me for, like, a couple of uh, days. And then I put the project out, and he retweets it and says, this is a masterpiece. Like, this is, like, one of the greatest works of art I've ever heard in my life. Like, this is what he says on Twitter. And then he texts me a long diatribe. Like saying, like you know, like you made me quit. You made me stop working on a Basquiat biography because this is so in depth and so extraordinary. Like it was, it was like one of the most craziest times. It was like what, like you know what I mean? Like so, for me, seeing people do this stuff now is just like you know, it's part of the game, and 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 you know. The one thing about it that I find to be hilarious and, and, and just kind of, you know, whatever to it is when it comes to doing it, like you can't like the people that emulate can never be better than the people that originated because these ideas constantly flow all the time. So, you know, it's funny you ask me about Mouse because I wrote the first song for the sequel to Mouse last night. Oh, shit. Man, that, that is... <laughs> <laughs> that's funny right there, man. Sorry. Go ahead, co-host. No, no, no. My, my bad. Because he, he just dropped something. like He just said he wrote a, uh, the sequel to his song. So that's crazy how he dropped that on the Educator Hustle podcast. Exclusive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wrote, I wrote the very first song for the new project. Um, it's, out, it's called Mouse 2, but instead of uh, Mouse's, instead of spelling it out Mouse with the S, it's the number two replacing the S and uh, you know, he's dealing, he's living with HIV and you know, I'm not going to give too much of the story away, but it's, 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 I wrote the first song last night. It's a song called sleepless and it's just, it's really, it's like, um, it's, I consider this method acting for hip hop. So I'm going to become mouse again, which I'm ex- super excited for. And um, you know, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that the people, the people enjoy it as much as I enjoy becoming him, and I hope the people enjoy it just as much as they enjoyed the first one. Because the second one, we're raising the stakes, the storyline gets crazier, and you know, we're gonna see what happens with with with, with the character. You know what I mean? Man, yo, it sounds like you ahead of the game again, man. Who, who does that? Who raps as someone else? And calls it method acting in hip hop. I, I haven't heard that. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's all you good, tell man. Tell me, man. You tell me. <laughs> I just, I just feel like you know nobody's doing it. I'm always one of those guys that has to do something that nobody's doing, you know. And this is that moment for me. Being Mouse is a character that you know doesn't exist, but the time period and everything around him exists. It's like a conundrum within itself. It's like, you know, <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like you not being in your life, but your life still is you're, the, the people that you know, still act as if you're there, but you never existed. That's what mouse is. It's coming from a perspective of someone that never existed. 
Okay. No, nah, man, I'm interested to see what you got uh, planned for the future. So that's that's really dope. Um, and then you had mentioned Lupe. Like one of my most fond moments of of seeing you and Lupe was on 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 Twitter when y'all just uh, trade bars back and forth, like going at each other. You know, that's that was one of like one of the funnest moments on Twitter. You know, seeing you and Lupe go at it, man. So that that was hilarious. I I figured I just mentioned that to you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean. You know, those were the days. We don't do it no more. You know, we yo, uh, I, yeah. We're, what's going on, man? We uh, you know, we both. Well, I won't say we both, but he he decided that we 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 should we shouldn't do that anymore, and uh, we we have something planned for that now, in a more conventional way for people to kind of engage and look at, um, you know on your phones so you know we're, we're working on it hopefully it'll be ready to be unveiled in 2017 um but you know we're, we're taking it off twitter and, and putting it on something completely different because if it was up to me you know every end of the month i would want to you know go go head to head with my brother you know what i'm saying but you know he doesn't want to do it so gotta respect his wishes yeah, and that's that's crazy because I think you two is it's been like the longest tease, like Mickey Fax and Lupe. So I mean, I'm sure everyone's excited <laughs> to see what you guys eventually come up with. But I want to kind of stay in that same realm, you know, in the music industry, especially in hip hop, is it, it kind of seems like the popular thing now is to be the lone wolf, the the the, the road warrior, and not really have uh, any friends or at least open connections to people. But you actually are able to have a, quite a few amount of good people in hip hop who are friends, you know, between Lupe Fiasco and, and Blue. So I just kind of want to ask, like, how have those friendships helped you, you know, career wise and, and, and off career wise? And then how do you how are you able to maintain such good relationship with people, even though the game is telling you, oh, you, you really shouldn't be close to anybody? Um, it's one of the greatest, greatest, you know, things in my life. I've, I've always been one of those guys who just I want to be friends with everybody, man. And because at the end of the day, like, this is what we do for a living. And and I'm fans of my friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't I don't see anything wrong with that. I remember Blue coming to New York City. And I was in the I was in the crowd with with fans, like cheering him on, like reciting the shit word for word. And and my peoples who were like too cool, they were like, yo, what are you doing? Like, I'm like, yo, man, like I'm a fan. Like I bought his music. Why wouldn't I support it? You know, and I, I don't see anything wrong with that. So, you know, it's guys like, you know, Smoke Dizza. I've known him for 14 years. Uh, Blue, uh, Blue, obviously, I've known him since the cover. Uh, Lupe, he's like, that's like literally like my brother, man. Um, Chino XL, my OG. Um, Elza, another brother of mine. Saha the Prince, another brother. Torre. Um, so many people. I don't want to forget anybody, man, but there's so many people. Currency. Um, like these guys are people that, you know, oh, Farrell Monch, another guy I look up to and, and look to, Fonte, Styles P, another OG. Uh, and, you know, these are guys that I love, man. And I, I we, we have, we don't just talk about hip hop. You know, we, we talk about our relationships. We talk about sports. We talk about the technicality of, of lyricism. You know, we talk about video games, comics, Marvel movies, DC stuff. Like we just, we, you know, we're just regular friends, man. And yeah, it's for, for, for me, it, it means the world to me because you know, it's like these 
these are guys who, you know, can relate to what I'm going through and, and, and can assist me, you know, when things are going awry in my life. You know what I mean? Nice, man. And um, what I wanted to ask is, you know, for the people, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people who ask you, you know, how to get into the game, you know, how to become a rapper, how to become a singer. You know, what would you give? Because our listeners, you know, are aspiring to do better things. So what would you give uh, as a tool of advice for somebody who wants to get into the music industry as a rapper or a singer? Um, well, you know, this is not this is not a quick fix thing. Like that's the first thing you, you need to know. This is not something that you could just start off with and just start making money with. And you think you're going to be rich. I encourage everybody to study the game and perfect your craft every day. You know, I, I know a lot of people are really angry about the mumble rap stuff and, and where it's at, you know, this, this era of it is just a phase man like and it never lasts you know it's a reason why you know i came out in 06 my first mixtape as mickey fax in 06 in 2016 i'm still here you know you got to think about who came out in 2006 as a new artist you know what i mean like new hip-hop artists that came out in 2006 like they are probably not here anymore, man. Like the the Yin Yang Twins, Bubba Sparks. Like these are these. I just googled it. Like these guys, like they're not here anymore. Like and, and yes, they had hit records, but like, man, like these guys, they they can't sustain the the type of living that I made because it was a foundation, you know what I mean? Um, that I tried to create. And these guys, they just came in trying to, you know, capitalize off of, you know, and, and make a fast buck. You you don't do that to the culture. You come in this thing to, you know what I mean, you come in this thing to respect it for what it is. And there's a, there's a lot of artists that came out in 2006. I'm, I'm going over the list. Like, I'm reading it right now. It's just like, you know, some of these guys are no longer here. You know what I mean? And it's like, some of these guys I know are, are working right now. I've had a job since 2007. It's only about the grace of God. You know what I mean? So, you know, it says, it speaks volumes, bro. Man, give the people what they want. I, I like that. That was thought-provoking. That was insightful. That was genuine. I mean, I guess I want to take it to a, a different direction. You recently got to be on Sway's show, and you drop what might be, according to his words, one of the top 10 freestyles he's ever heard on his show to date. Like, how do you feel just getting that recognition and all that praise, especially after you just recently dropped your debut album? Like, how does that all, like, how, what are you feeling right now? Um, and when that happened, I, I can't say that I knew that was going to happen, but what I can say is, I knew that it, you know, I knew that the people who knew what those references were, I knew that they would champion it and that they would love it with all of their hearts, man. That's why I wrote it, man. I wrote it for, for those, for that moment, for those guys. When they heard it, they just felt special. Their uh, collective, creative minds were jolted by that freestyle at that moment, and it wasn't because of guns and drugs and misogyny 
It was off of comic books, movie references, and video games. And when I wrote it, you know, I wrote it with that intent to have it as lyrical and metaphorical as possible and still, you know, still able to, you know, have people have a point of reference to. So the fact that he did all of that after I, I spit this stuff, to me, was like, wow, man, I didn't, I didn't think he would do all of that. You know, I just thought that he would go crazy. I didn't think he would do all of that, but I'm glad he did, and I'm glad the people have reacted the way they've reacted to it. Man, you got him, man, for the culture. I mean, I, I guarantee myself just hearing all those, those just cleverly well written, just ah, oh, it was it was great. It was great. Like I never thought I would hear Uncharted in a rap, and then you went ahead and did it. <laughs> so you know, the only person I know who even tried to sniff something like that was like Logic. But you, 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 you showed like, yo, I played the game and I came real for it. So I mean, yeah, props to you. Much love, brother. I appreciate that. I'm surprised there wasn't a lot of more, a lot more Street Fighter references in it. Now that I think about it. <laughs> I think <laughs> the, the, the the dislike for Street Fighter Five probably didn't have you thinking about it, right? Yeah, yeah, most likely, most likely. Nah, <laughs> oh, man, that's dope. And um, I want to know, you know, you you've done so much in the game so far, but you know, what what is left uh, for Mickey Fax to accomplish? Do you have any uh, specific goals that you want to hit in the rap game? Um, to be honest, man, I just want to get Mouse Two done. Um, I want to tour the world next year. Um. I want to, uh, you know, I, there's a number that I have in my head that I want to hit by December 31st, 2017, in terms of, you know, financial goals. Um, aside from that, like, no, not really, man. I don't, I don't aspire to win a Grammy. I don't aspire to, to, to have 10,000 people to see me in a, in a, at a, at a venue. I just want to, I just want to create the art and, you know, and, and and make a decent living annually off of the music, man. Like that's really truly all I want to do, man. I don't I don't care for the accolades, you know. I just care for the people. I, I care for the people to use this music to to help them get through their lives and to to feel inspired by what I create, man. Aside from that, man, I keep it real with you, bro. I don't want any of that stuff, man. If it happens. I'll accept it, but I, I, I'm keeping my expectations very low, and I'm keeping the standard low. That way, I'm not disappointed, you know, when it doesn't happen. And you know, that's a smart way of doing. It. I mean, like I said, I, I, just talking to you, you've just been so down to earth, so humble, and I mean, like we appreciate it. You know, it, it really does feel like we're on the call with one of our one of our old friends. It doesn't feel like we're talking to this rapper who's you know broken all <laughs> these barriers and has so much success, like. I know right. uh, we uh we 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 uh we met on a uh, Twitter discussing you know a, a latest project of a of another artist and uh you were you jumped in off uh, of us just doing our random talks that we had you quoted in <laughs> and you were able to you know I, he uh, he would you gave your opinion on it and I I saw that and I was like yo I gotta take the Steph Curry half court shot and see if he want to be on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> and then of course miraculously you know you, you joined and you're here with us today like it's been amazing like I I I mean appreciate it from the bottom of my heart just to have you on and hear everything you had to say but um before you go you want to hit you with a two piece. Jesus, last two questions to keep it all in perspective and bring it back to what we want as listeners to focus on. Remember, so the first one's easy. How can our listeners reach or follow you? 
IG, Instagram, Mickey.facts, M-I-C-K-E-Y.F-A-C-T-Z, um, Twitter, twitter.com forward slash MickeyFacts, same spelling, and Facebook, facebook.com forward slash official MickeyFacts. Oh, and uh, Snapchat, uh, real Mickey Facts on Snapchat, man. You know, I, I answer everybody. I talk to everybody. I make sure to give people, um, you know, their proper, you know, attention when 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 they hit me up. You know what I mean? I oh, appreciate that because you know not a lot of people always uh, do. But the last question, just to, for your ride out, is: Do you have any parting words for our listeners today? Um, follow your heart, man. Follow your heart. You know, nothing else. Nothing else matters. And when you when you listen to your gut, no matter if you fail, you'll still fall back on wing. That uh, you you bet on yourself, and that and that means more than uh, more than anything. Man. Betting on yourself, got yourself. Because if not, you're gonna fail, man. And it don't make sense to fail, man. Just- once again, gems on gems. That's Mickey Facts here. What is yep. an educator hustle? Like, oh man, we're just so thankful for it, man. Love, much love. And there you have it, folks. The highly anticipated interview with Mickey Facts. Emilio, what you think, man? Oh man, it's exciting. Like. I'm just I'm I'm starstruck. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I was trying my best to hold it during the interview, but I'm just starstruck because you know, obviously, it's obviously the way the way society in the world works. You're supposed to put a lot of these stars on pedestals, and then when they come down to pedestals and just be human and just be humble, it, it's 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 just surreal. And I mean, for me, it's it's the guy that you know in '09 when that freshman class list came out, I saw him on there, and I you know I downloaded like all those artists' music, and there's a few that stuck with me, and he was one of them. And I was just you know into Mickey Facts. I had, had mixtapes and stuff, and he was kind of like he, he really felt like that best kept secret because not a lot of people know about him, but he was so great at what he does that I really wanted people to know about him. And I remember at the time I, I was telling you to get into him, <laughs> but. I mean, it's you know, it, it's just crazy when you're put in a position where you you get to speak on someone or speak to someone who you, you had blasting in your headphones for a long time, and just you know, it's crazy. I, I think when he when he when he did the it's Mickey, I was just like, oh man, this is like really happening. So, and, and, but anyways, fan fan gushing aside, the interview itself very solid, very informative, really opened up a lot, and I mean, I think he talked to everyone, or talked to us especially, like, you know, like, we're old friends, and it really felt good just hearing that perspective, and more so than just the perspective, but a, a veteran perspective, you know, Mickey Fax has been in the game for, as he alluded to, like, 10 years, which in rap, it's like, you know, that's like ancient, ancient god status, so... Hearing him just talk with like a, a perspective and the wisdom of you know the game and how things are shaped up and how he's still hungry to to make music and do what he wants to do it was just mind blowing and surreal and I'm really glad that he he blessed us and I'm glad that we kind of got our first celebrity on Educate Hustle and I'm really glad it got to be him because I think he set the bar really high and he just changed the game for any other celebrity that wants to come through. Yo, that. That you can hear the fandom in your voice, B. <laughs> Tried to turn it down, but you know the yeah. cute turn right now. 
Yo, but on the real though, yeah, you were banging with him back in the day before, you know, people knew who Mickey Fax was. So, yo, that that must be um a really cool experience for you and and even for me, like just uh, you know, hearing hearing him just drop some knowledge about where he was in law school, uh, coming out doing what he wanted to do, uh, because he knew he wasn't getting anywhere sleeping in class, man. So, um, that interview made me a fan, bro. That interview definitely made me a fan, and uh, we wish all the best to Mickey Fax in the future because I know we're going to see more of him to come. So that's real dope that he decided to spend some time with us, come on the show, bless us with some gems. And uh, I think I think we just have a lot to thank for him, man. It's, it's real dope. Exactly, exactly. I could I could spend the rest of the rest of this show just bowing down his greatness, but <laughs> but you know I won't. I I, I I'll, I'll get the people what they really want. The main event, the whole entree, the main course of this Educate Hustle programming. How you, yes you, can reach us. Educate Hustle can be reached through a variety of different means on social media. We are on Snapchat at Educate Hustle. That's all one word, Educate Hustle. There you do snaps, little videos behind the scenes, a little creative thing to let you know what we are getting into that week. We are also on Instagram at Educate Hustle Podcast. Once again, that is Educate Hustle Podcast. There we do pictures, little reminders, just, you know, episode highlights of things to look out for in episode that week, or just things in general about this Educate Hustle. Next, we are on Facebook at Educated Hustle. That's two words, Educated Hustle. You know you reached the right page because you'll see that logo that you all know and love. And before I continue my plugging, I have to take a step back to do even some more plugging. If you like what you hear and you think we really did something special, really brought it to you this week, please, please, please do not be afraid to go rate and review our show especially for my apple users my itunes users please 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 go all you have to do is simply search for educate us on the podcast section find us click us write a review we're hoping five but you know whatever you feel obligated to and let people know how great we are and when you do this this helps us out tremendously because it brings more awareness to our show more people to our show and more people more awareness equals better guests and a much better show now, to continue back to our regularly scheduled plugging, we are also on Twitter at Educator underscore Hustle. Once again, that is Educator underscore Hustle. There we do tweets, daily interactions, and you know, things of that nature to try and get you in the Educator Hustle mood and spirit. And then, of course, last but never least, if you feel like we just provoke this compellness compellingness in you to to do something to to be a guest to to go out there and strip and you know strive for more you can email us at educate hustle podcast at gmail.com once again it's educate hustle podcast at gmail.com you can actually be on the show actually be a guest after a collab i mean honestly our inbox is wide 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 open so please 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 take advantage hey and you already know bro you gotta lead us out People, I mean, I'm I'm just riding off the cloud high. Like it's just crazy. Like I said, to to have you know someone you listen to just take the time out their schedule and speak to us and very humble, very laid back, very nice. You know, no no sense of entitlement, no sense of self superiority because of who he is. He just you know came and spoke to us on a level, and it really just happened because we took a shot. And I mean, you know, we were talking about it during the podcast, but literally he he was on a, a Twitter 
tread that he has started and we just kind of took control and you know me and Paul and, and um, Seven ironically if you remember we all had a little discussion about a, a particular project and he weighed his two cents and I just feel I felt like hey if you're if you're actually like looking right now let me go ahead and ask and he was down he didn't even hesitate didn't ask me any questions about it. he just said I'm down and you no know, my mind was blown because you know I just took a shot and he just with open arms like I'm glad to do it so I mean that should let you know like you you got you got to go out there and try you have to go out there and make something happen like you never know what's gonna happen but you'll know this if you try and it doesn't work at least you know you tried if you don't try and it doesn't work then you, you sit there with regret so if you just go out there and make take a shot make a move and you know just just go and be great because I think what Mickey Facts episode has taught me the most of you know everything he said is that there really is no reason to fear what can happen the best you can do is just go out and make it happen so to all the people listening i urge you to go out and make it happen yes sir and as always you gotta stay educated and keep hustling